Welcome, listeners, to Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete, hosted by Chris Donsero. Join us as we embark on a 12-episode journey beyond the spotlight, delving into the untold tales of determination, dedication, and triumph within the world of Division III athletics. From the small-town heroes to the underdog champions, we're here to uncover the inspiring narratives that often go unnoticed on the grand stage. So, sit back, tune in, and prepare to be captivated by the remarkable stories that define the heart and soul of these Division Three athletes. This is Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete, where every victory, every setback, and every triumph takes center stage. Welcome to Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete. I am your host for this 12-week podcast. My name is Chris Donsero, and thank you listeners for joining me on this exhilarating journey that I have in store for you all. On this first episode, we're going to get right into it. I have a really good friend here sitting down with me, taking the time out of his day. Sir, can you please introduce yourself for all the listeners out there? Uh, my name is Nick. I'm a fifth-year senior. I'm a nursing major, and I do track and field here at Piedmont. Well, Nick, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Chris. How about you? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good. Thank you for joining me here and, you know, getting our listeners to get the other side of your story and telling them how you came to Piedmont and everything else that I'm going to ask you in these questions I have for you today. So let's get right into it, honestly. Uh, first question I have for you today is, what made you come to Piedmont University? You know, Chris, that's a, it's actually a kind of a funny story for me. Most people, you know, they uh, know what they want to do, do coming out of high school. They apply to their colleges and get in. But that's not really what happened for me. I was seriously considering enlisting into the Marines. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd been in communication with the, um, the recruiter for several weeks, and I was planning to follow the path that my grandfather and my great uncle had uh done where they had both enlisted in the Marines so I was more than fully ready to enlist and I had gotten some stuff in the mail from Piedmont before and y'all just you know when you you're going through that college selection process you know you're getting mail from tons of different colleges universities from all over and you just kind of push it to the side you may stack it up put it in a little file somewhere right and just leave it as that and that's what I had done with all the mail from Piedmont previously and it was one random Saturday and think June, it's like mid-June, and I was getting ready to enlist. I was had my meeting set up with the recruiter, and we had literally packed the car up, and I was heading out, and we were going to head down to the recruitment station, and my mom told me to check the mail before we left, and I went and checked the mail, and I happened to open the mailbox and see that I had a letter from Piedmont, and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to go here instead. So I canceled my re- meeting with the recruiter, and... Decided to apply and got in, and now here I am five years later. Five years later. That's a great story. Honestly, one of the most intriguing and honestly kind of the weirdest one I've heard, you know, yeah, out of everybody. it's really not normal at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going to the Marines and then, hey, you know, last minute, hey, I'm going to go to college. It's kind of not really what you hear from everybody else. But obviously you mentioned this is your fifth year here. I'm a fifth year as well. Came in together. So how have you liked Piedmont so far, like? Through every year, like if you want to take me year by year, if you want to take me semester by semester, that 
it, it whatever you want. I mean, I just want to hear like how have you liked it so far? You know, overall, I'd say it's been it's been pretty decent. You know, as with anything, it has its ups and downs. Like my uh, first semester here, uh, one of my close friends was killed in a shooting, and I had a family member die all within like the same week. So that first semester was extremely rough, and you know how I didn't really how I came late to the school in terms of like applying and like mm-hmm. committing. I didn't commit to the track team at all. You know, I was a walk on. Right. So how you guys and the other people from our class had already kind of been connected and had formed a little bond. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. So I was a little bit on the outside. So as y'all had, you guys had the sprinter group already. I didn't really become acclimated until like halfway through the first semester of practice. Right. So at points before I really found my friend group for real, I found it very lonely. I can distinctly remember one time, uh, me and my roommate, we became very close. And I remember one time he went home on the weekend, as do a lot of Piedmont students. It's something that still happens, yeah. which is a big problem with the school. <laughs> but I, <laughs> you know, and I went to dinner on a Saturday, and I just remember being so lonely and so bored that on the way back up that Purcell Hill, I remember distinctly typing in Google if you could transfer schools in the middle of your first semester. That, so that's crazy. Yeah, that's actually, that's actually pretty wild. <laughs> I was I was ready to go, but you know I stuck it out. I talked to my parents. They're like, "You're here for a reason," mm-hmm. and I was like, "You're right." So I decided to stick it out, and you know I became acclimated with Chris, you obviously, the rest of the track team. I made a bunch more friends and. I was able to get through that hard times, even though my GPA was not the best, which it's led me to stay going. in my first semester, my first um, major, excuse me, mm-hmm. as biology, mm-hmm. longer than I would have liked to. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And Piedmont is a pretty good school if you know what you want to go, what you right. want to get into. And yeah. I've had a pretty good experience here. The people are supportive, and I enjoy that a lot. That's good. And you mentioned how we also – like came in and you know I had that little group because I was already on the team uh coming in and we kind of like knew each other just a little bit not not like a super whole lot but then after after our first year well obviously COVID happened our freshman year and then you know we went home and then everybody before that was talking about I'm not staying at Piedmont we're transferring out and you know I used to be like Nah, y'all lying. Like, y'all gonna be back next year. <laughs> and they and we were came, not. <laughs> we came back next year. <laughs> Everybody we like, was gone. Yeah, we were like, who's still here? And it was just me, you. Just me and you, yep. I was like, wow, bro. And what's crazy enough is uh, it was me, you, and Julian. Yeah. Julian yeah. Hazen, uh, that guy, man. Great on him. <laughs> 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 so, uh, follow-up question. Obviously, you know, you mentioned you didn't have the normal uh, route to college and you know you talked about the marines a little and talked about following in your grandpa and your great uncle's footsteps um so this question might be a little skew maybe uh but think about it like deep in your mind like back when you were in high school even a senior in high school maybe even a junior even because i i kind of figured out what i wanted to do when i was a junior as well uh what was your your dream college like if you can go back to that place in your mind and say hey i wanted to go to that college or i took a trip to that college and really really liked it what what was what school was that for you um yeah you're right about not having the traditional route but i did actually have a school in Mm. mind and that school was lsu Mm. i've been a fan since honestly i was a little kid we took a trip to um we were going we drove to texas but we decided to stop and 
Baton Rouge mm-hmm. and then New Orleans on the way back. And I was able to go tour LSU's campus, you know, and, and see the Tiger and everything and mm-hmm. all that. And ever since then, I decided I think I'd like to go here when the time when the time comes. But obviously, that didn't end up happening. Right. So. <laughs> and there's that's there's no no yeah, no nothing wrong like with that. that. Yeah, obviously, that's a big part of you know a college experience and. For us, you know, me being like, if I can think back, I remember being in high school and I think I took like three or four visits. I, I remember going to Tuskegee. I remember going to Georgia State, uh, Piedmont even. I remember coming to Piedmont and, you know, and Piedmont was like my first like track offer, if you want to say that, yeah. quote unquote, even though we can't really get scholarships yeah. for real being a D3. Uh, I remember coming here and I was like, man, I kind of like it, like. It seems like it's a smaller college. Like, I remember wanting to go to a big school. I wanted to go to an LSU or North Carolina, a Duke even. And I had the grades for it, but it just didn't work out like that. So Yeah, I feel that. Right, feel right. That. This is Stereo Music at its finest, and this is Mary Jo saying you've tuned in to Easy Listening Spot on your FM dial at Z98.7 Saigon. I expect to see you beautiful Marines at my next USO show up in Da Nang tonight, so come on down to see me and the Sugar Candies All-Girl Band. Wednesday the 12th, attention, mass casualty. We need all nurses to head to their posts. The doctors and nurses are doing 10,000 things. Nurses, please report now to the Swanson Black Box Theater. Where even is that? Nurses, report now before tickets are sold out. We are so excited to welcome you back to the theater. We invite you to come see A Piece of My Heart in the Swanson Black Box Theater. A Piece of My Heart will be playing February 15th through 17th, Thursday through Saturday at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday, February 18th at 2 p.m. To get your tickets to our performance of A Piece of My Heart, you can call our box office at 706-778-8500, extension 1355, or go online to piedmont.edu backslash tickets. And we're back here on Swirling Worlds Inside the Mind of an Athlete. I'm Chris Doncero, and joining me in studio right now is Nicholas Griffin, a fifth-year nursing major and track athlete here at Piedmont University. So, Nick, let's jump right back into segment two, right back into these questions. Um, Why aren't you a student or student athlete at LSU right now? Like, what was the making or breaking point of you deciding, hey, I'm not going to go to LSU? Well, once I had started to, like, in high school, once I started to really, like, narrow down what I was going to do at the end of my high school career heading towards college, I had found out, well, I didn't find out until, honestly, like, a couple months last year that I had, like, undiagnosed ADHD. So mm-hmm. my grades weren't the best, as good as they could have been, and I couldn't figure out why, mm-hmm. especially with math classes. Like, ADHD made it extremely hard to focus and concentrate and all that. So my grades weren't the best where they could have been, which had led me to down the military route, and I would have done college later. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not – that's why I'm not there. And on the athletic side, LSU is a uh, <laughs> – Very, <laughs> very prestigious. very up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and the, I – I would not have been doing track there at all. <laughs> <laughs> I support that, and you are very right about that. Uh and you mentioned LSU. I'm going to just, you know, tell you some of the academic standards, obviously. Uh, LSU has a 75.7% acceptance rate. Um, usually the incoming class of freshmen have about a 3.77 GPA. 
And you mentioned how your GPA wasn't, you know, like that in high school. Yeah, it definitely was not 3.77. <laughs> and academically, they have um, – they graduate at a higher rate than the national average uh, and are constantly accepted into medical, dental, and law schools at a significantly higher rate than anywhere else in the country. And obviously, you mentioned your first option when you came in to college was biology, and then you wound up, you know, switching to the nursing field. So follow-up question <clears> – <throat> Excuse me. Uh, having heard the academic standards and uh, all the things that I just told you, and obviously the background <coughs> of LSU being not being known like a Athens, like a party school like Athens or something like that, or not uh, a HBCU rather as well. How do you think you would have fared like being a student in that type of environment, knowing that hey, if I got into this school, maybe my grades wouldn't be high enough or maybe I would go to this party instead or maybe I just didn't feel like doing work this day. How would you – how do you picture yourself in that environment if you were at LSU? Well, going back to their academic standards, um, I do distinctly remember in high school my SAT score was a good amount of points above their their incoming freshman class SAT mm-hmm. score. I think I had I had a 1390, and I think they had like their SAT score requirements like a 1300. Right. So I've been fine in that standpoint, and if that had any translation over into the academic side of their classwork and how their courses went, mm. I think I would have fared out fine. You know, I'm not the biggest party person. I'm not the most social person, and obviously you know me. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have found myself at many parties at all, mm-hmm. and I would have been, you know, focused on my studies, especially would have would have been an out-of-state student, so yeah. that tuition would have been Extremely sky through the high. Yeah, definitely. So... I would have focused on my education, and I think I would have been fine over there. I know they have a lot more more money to put towards, like, schooling resources and things like that, mm-hmm. and teachers' aides and all that. Of so course. I think I would have been fine. That's good. Uh, so you mentioned, you know, coming to Piedmont. Obviously, Piedmont, a smaller Division three school, not a Division one school like LSU or anything or along those uh, those lines. So how has Piedmont helped you achieve your academic goals? Like, you've been here five years, obviously. That's longer than, you know, a traditional college. But, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter when you're trying to get a degree. And, obviously, you mentioned you're a nursing student. You switched to nursing, which obviously takes a little longer. So how has Piedmont helped you achieve your academic dreams and your academic goals? Um, Piedmont has been pretty helpful with helping me achieve these dreams. You know, like I mentioned forward earlier, especially having, like, a really bad first semester – it put my GPA in a bit of a little bit of a hole, and I had to work hard to recover from that, which led me to staying into biology longer than I'd like to, and pushed me, pushed me um, applying for the nursing program mm-hmm. off a little while, which is all right, because the cohort I'm in now, I really love everybody that's in there, and it's a great fit for me. So you know, everything happens for a reason. But right. Piedmont, the professors here, for the most part, have been very supportive. You know, they always since it's a smaller school. You know, the class sizes are generally at max, unless you're in, like, specialty, mm-hmm. like 12 to 15 people, if even that. Mm-hmm. So you really get to know the professors on a personal level if you choose to interact with them as such. And if they see you're absent, they'll check in on you. Or if you're trending in a certain way academically and then you skew from that, mm-hmm. then they'll say, hey, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Did you X, Y, Z? Did you need extra help or what can I do so you can be successful? Mm. And I feel that's something 
that I wouldn't get if I had ended up going to, you know, like LSU or any bigger size school where classes can range from 100 to 300 people. Right. To where you might not even meet the professor or the professor might not even get to know your name specifically or what you look like other mm. than a teacher's assistant mm. taking attendance or you doing an online check-in. Yeah. So, you know, after the first semester, it went badly and I was contacted by the academic support so I was able to meet with people and explain my situation, and they were able to help get me connected with the right people, mm -hmm. and I was able to make a big turnaround the following semesters, which helped me to eventually apply for nursing and help me get accepted, you know, even as far as giving me an advisor who was specifically for people that were planning on going into nursing. Mm -hmm. And so I feel that's been very helpful towards it. <clears throat> well, that's great to hear, and I'm glad that you obviously stayed here at Piedmont with me, of course. You know, I'm of still course, here. man. Had to. Had to. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you mentioned being on the track team, and obviously, we get a lot of recruits, of course. Uh, coach, our coaches bring in some recruits and access to come and talk to them, obviously. And us being the older guys, I specifically remember last year, a coach called me into her office, and she asked me one on one and was like, if you really. If there was a recruit here that I really wanted to get here and really tried to per persuade to come to Piedmont, how would you, you know, tell them, right? And so that's my question for you. Like, if there was a recruit that coach, like, told us the day before or two days before, hey, I really want this this guy to come to Piedmont. Like, he, he will change the program after you guys leave, everything yeah. like that. What would you, like, tell him? Like, how would you explain Piedmont to him? Now, I would explain it as a – I would be honest – Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a small school, which is quite obvious to see. Yeah. It's a private institution. Of course. And although the price might be a little alarming to you, they do offer a lot of scholarships, yeah. which is very helpful. And, and every student gets some. And the better your grades are, the more scholarships you're eligible of for. Of course. And I'd also tell them it's not really a party school, which if you're really coming to college, partying shouldn't be like a top priority for you. Yeah, yeah. So – I would tell them that if you're looking for a good academic experience with professors that you feel that you can go to their office hours, or even some of the professors will give out their personal number mm -hmm. to you since the classes are so small, right. and say, hey, if you need help, I don't mind you texting me or emailing me, regardless of what time it is, and if I'm awake, I'll get back to you. And I feel like you won't find that at most other schools. Mm -hmm. and. They're going to help you as long as you want to try. As long as you're willing to try and put in the work, you're going to get out of it what you put in. Yeah. And you can have a high-quality education here as long as you're willing to work. And you have people at every step of the way. I know we have the Success Center. They have tutors for pretty much every course. And even if they don't have them, they'll work to find someone who can help you mm -hmm. in those courses, even if it's a classmate who's excelling in the class. Correct. So they'll make sure that you get what you need to see and I feel that that would be a great pushing point. So if someone's truly caring about their education, mm -hmm. and even down to the coaches, they care about you. You know, our coach talks about you're a student athlete, not an athletic student. Right. So grades at the basis of it, you'll make sure you're covered grade-wise, and you'll be covered generally as well. You have coaches that care about you as more than just an athlete, but as a person right. who will check in on you, yeah. be Definitely. there as a shoulder to cry on. Definitely. Or, Whatever you need in a way they can help, they'll make sure that they can meet that need for you. 
Well, thank you, Nick, for that. And we'll be right back after this short break. Sports, an activity that showcases athletes' passion and skill. But what about the people watching? Join myself, Macadrowski, every Friday at 4 for Fandemonium, the 12-episode podcast series that puts the fans in the spotlight. Find out what makes fans the heartbeat of the sports experience through their passion, pride, and dedication. Episodes will be posted every Friday at 4 p.m. Listen at War Podcast Productions wherever you get your podcasts and join in on the Fandemonium. Welcome back to Swirling Worlds Inside the Mind of an Athlete. I have sitting here with me Mr. Nicholas Griffin himself uh, after that very, very brief break there. Uh, unfortunately, this is the end of our show, but you can catch this podcast every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time for all your podcast needs. Uh, Nick, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for course, being man. here and giving us your story. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having <laughs> of course, me. Of course. Of course. Uh, you can join me here uh, next week as I will have on a brand new guest, uh, Miss Jakaida Doya herself, also known as Kai. She will be here in studio with me on Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete. As we wrap up another episode of Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete, we extend our heartfelt gratitude to our listeners for joining us on this incredible journey. Remember, the spirit of determination and resilience knows no division. Until next time, keep believing. Keep striving and keep shining both on and off the field. This is Swirling Worlds, Inside the Mind of an Athlete, signing off. Stay inspired.